0: Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiasts.com, and thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Baron Fang, and this week something a little bit different—some uh, pre-recorded content, um, actually, from almost exactly a year ago uh, to this date in February—about uh, a subject um, that, uh, as we approach the one-year anniversary, I thought it was worth revisiting. Um, what you're going to hear is a discussion between myself and Chris and Anthony, who have both uh, appeared on Point Streak before, about the phenomenon of Twitch Plays Pokémon. Um, I believe it was in February 14th or 15th of uh, 2014 that uh, the f- the um, Twitch Plays Pokemon uh, idea, or social experiment, or whatever you want to call it, was born on Twitch. And uh, yeah, very quickly it gained a lot of attention, and uh, the three of us agreed that it was worth uh, doing a podcast about. So what you're going to see is a slightly edited version of that, minus some of the usual segments we would have on the show. Um, So yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, For those of you that have heard of Twitch Plays Pokemon before, this should be an interesting recap for those who haven't. Um, yeah, th- there's a few links and um, points of discussion that might be worth checking out. Um, uh, as usual, I'll just mention that our Twitter feed is at Enthusiacs, and our YouTube channel is Enthusiacs, if you want to check out our video content. Um, the mailbag for Point Streak is pointstreak at Enthusiacs.com if you have any questions or feedback or suggestions for topics. Um, so yes, enjoy. Thank you very much. Well, on to our main topic, and uh, I was debating what to call this beyond um, just the obvious, uh, because I, I don't really know that there is a, a word that, that everyone, um, or uh, a term that everyone agrees on the phenomenon, but uh, we're here to talk uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon, um, and... Whatever that phenomenon is, <laughs> and and I I don't know whether to call it collaborative gameplay, whether to call it emergent storytelling, because there's there's elements of both. But I think we'd agree that it's something new that we that we haven't really seen before, and it's worth talking about. I I, I don't even know that there that anything is going to come out of it, <laughs> whether or not it's just going to be one um, strange um, incident, or whether it's actually going to lead to something else uh, more interesting. Um, Born out of this, uh, you know, Twitch and watch watching people play sort of phenomenon. Um, now, I, I don't know the difference between a Bulbasaur and a Pikachu, so it's good that I have two uh, the two people who know <laughs> Pokemon the best <laughs> on this call. Although, as you both pointed out to me, this this discussion really isn't about Pokemon, is it? It's more about uh, it's more about this phenomenon and this gameplay experience and. Um, social experiment i guess uh specifically than it is pokemon itself um well how about i just give the short version of what uh, twitch plays pokemon is guys and then we'll we'll launch into it um now the game the original game that everyone was watching was pokemon red red slash blue that's is that right
1: uh well was only red 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 and blue yeah they're their own um their own separate games okay, okay red and blue
0: okay that's what i was confused about and I, and I think that i think they're still doing that to this day where every time they release one there's two games right at, at, and there's when separate? they initially
1: release them yeah like there's x and y now there was red and blue and so forth and they will usually come out with a third one you know
0: oh okay all right yeah, so it's the,
2: it's it's like a pair of complementary games that are mostly the same there's some minor there's only like minor differences between the two versions
0: okay And this, uh, as it's been explained to me, was the original Pokemon uh, video game um, for the original Game Boy, which would explain why it's in that monochrome color that I keep seeing. (laughs) Um, And uh, essentially, it's it's been described, as as I mentioned, by its anonymous creator as a social experiment. Uh, The short version, basically, is that an anonymous Australian programmer, um, using a it, mu- it I mean, I, I'm right. There's an. It's an emulator. It's a. It's a Game Boy emulator. He's not actually using a Game Boy to drive this, right? It's some right, sort of right. emulation it's... program. Right. Yeah. yeah. So using a combination of an existing Game Boy emulator and some uh, programming uh, ability, uh, Java, I suppose, and other things, this fellow has managed to program the uh, the Twitch chat room to receive um <laughs> entries by people watching the stream as um input in the game um and I, I guess basically it's down to whatever whatever actual controls are on uh it it basically is dumming whatever controls are on an actual gameboy gamepad i.e up down left right b a Select and start. start, right, and
1: yeah, you, yeah. Start is definitely
0: a big part. Of <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I found that. I found that out. Um, anyway, it's all all the users that are in the chat room can basically interact uh, and and decide what <laughs> what's happening on screen, even if that's just hammering the start button. Apparently, and so basically, it's it's just a as it was originally designed, just a sort of disorganized chaos whereby the audience is controlling what's happening. Uh, and the game is being played in a sense, but in a very chaotic sort of, uh, un- unpredictable way that, uh, that started off kind of aimless and over time, uh, started to become a bit more, um, targeted, I guess, if that's the right word. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of, uh, interesting uh, phenomena have kind of been born out of it. Um, stuff that I don't think anyone, uh, saw coming, um, and, uh, it's gotten the attention of, uh, you know, it's got, it's got its own Wikipedia entry. I don't know if you two are aware of that, but there's already a pretty healthy Wikipedia entry on this. Um, in addition to, you know, a lot of the, uh, main game sites are writing about it. Um, XKCD to get it did a, did a uh, I think Chris you you mentioned you, you linked to me a comic that XKCD just did the other day about Twitch uh, control, and uh, I think I think I'm right that you've both seen a lot of memes popping up as well, <laughs> on the subject.
1: Memes and great fan art, yes. Yeah, yeah, Wh- which yep. is
0: just incredible considering that this just it's just um, it's something that's really had a life of its own.
2: Well, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a, a subculture at this point. Yeah, actually, an yeah. internet subculture.
0: Anyway, it's, uh, and, and at its height, um, it, it, it was, you know, there were hundreds of thousands of people watching this thing um, and, and logging on and, and, and being involved. And I, I think it's fair to say that it, it was, you know, probably the most significant thing going on on Twitch during that period of time. It certainly had the most buzz. Um, if uh, by the way, if any of you listeners want to, um, I, I found a really great site um, on a, a, an article on Dorkly by a fellow named Andrew Bridman called "The Complete Guide to Twitch Play Pokemon." It's now completed, but it was being updated as the uh, as the stream was going uh, from about February fifteenth on, and it's been wrapped up now. But it basically is a uh, a good condensation of, of everything that, that happened. And a lot of the, um, lo- is the right word lore guys, I guess, <laughs> I guess it really has its, uh, it's, its own sort of uh, strange lore now. Um, it, it, I don't know if you two are aware, but even the, uh, the Twitch staff and management have kind of weighed in on things and commented on it. Uh, and I, and I, and why not? Right. I mean, it's, it's got a lot, it's got a lot of attention for Twitch that, um, you know, they probably weren't expecting. So, um, Basically, yeah, they, you two have both heard that comment about it being a social experiment. I mean, I guess my first question would be, what, Anthony, what do you, what do you reckon the uh, the programmer in question was actually trying to? Uh, what do you, what do you think his intentions were if this was indeed a social experiment? Not and if you don't if you don't buy that, just say so. But uh, what what do you think he, his actual aim was in in doing all this?
1: Well, it's I mean, it's a great question, but it's i think it's kind of hard to say i do believe that he really did intend to you know he he made this as a social experiment as he said uh because i believe he came out very early you know either when it when it first started or like a day or two into it and he kind of announced that it was a social experiment so i believe that that's really you know it was his intent not just just kind of throw this up there and just see what happens but as far as what he was trying to accomplish i mean that's anyone's guess i was really hoping he would come out and you know, even if he remained anonymous and uh, you know, kind of put his thoughts out there and you know, maybe wrote something about it. But if I, if I were to take a stab in the dark, I would think it would be how do you, how do you, you know, get all of these people to agree on something, you know, and hmm. get something? Because it's not like in Twitch, you know, even though you do have the chat, but if you, when you have so many people, it's just the chat is just flying and it's so yeah. hard to keep track of everything. So it's how do you? You know, how do you get so many people to accomplish a single goal? You know, playing a single game. I, th- mm. I think that's he just maybe he just wanted to see if it was even possible. So yeah. that would be my guess.
0: What do you reckon, Chris? Do you do you think he was just uh, just did this without really ha- having any idea where it would end up, and he j- just wanted to roll the slinky down the uh, the staircase to see <laughs> to see what would happen?
2: I can't imagine. <laughs> can't imagine that he would have known ahead of time that I would get so big. That seems very unlikely. Hmm. Um, It's, it's a great, uh, it just seems like a great kind of hobby activity. This is the kind of thing that I would find fascinating if I was into programming or anything, you know, you just, um, you set the, the, the game to record people's commands and then you just let it go and see what happens and see if they can actually do anything. And, uh, one of the interesting parts about it is the delay on twitch there's usually a, around a 30 second delay between what happens you know what happens in the actual game on the on the player's end or in this case on the you know on the emulator's end and what the people see on the twitch screen so they're oh. responding to something it's you know it's like the speed of light you oh, i didn't seeing realize something that. that happened 30 seconds ago and by that time what you know the game itself Takes input from the chat instantly, but you don't see the results until 30
0: seconds later. <laughs> so it's like the, it's like the Mars <laughs> rover. Uh, you know, yeah. you, they got to wait four minutes for the <laughs> for the results of what they input to get back to Earth. Huh. So I don't
2: know if he realized that would be such a big factor. I mean, it it may or may not have crossed his mind at, at the beginning, but <laughs> I mean, it's he's aware of it now, um, or she, I guess it's an anonymous, he or she. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think really the goal was to just. Uh, you know, give something a shot, see what what the heck would happen, see if they could get anything done with it.
0: Hmm. well, it's certainly uh, it's certainly an interesting idea. I mean, I was thinking about it last night as I was reading about it like um, it's the scale of it that that makes it so unpredictable. like let, like let's say Chris, you you know you, I've seen you know eight, ten, eleven, twelve people watching your Mass Effect stream. Just imagine if all those people were in the room with you there in your living room, all shouting at you about what to do, <laughs> like, even that would have <laughs> its own level of chaos. But you scale that up to, you know, tens of thousands of people all getting involved. And I guess, I guess it's, uh, no surprise that it turned into sort of this disorganized chaos, but it's also, I mean, um, it, it surprised a lot of people how quickly they, that he the, the game was won in the end too, and that I think that was as much of a surprise as as you know, as anything was that it, they actually did manage to overcome uh, some of the roadblocks, which we'll we'll get to, and um, and beat the game faster than a lot of people um, thought. Um, by the way, I don't know if you two are aware, but this isn't actually the first time that somebody's tried to do some interactivity on Twitch. I, there was a there was a particular game called Salty Bet, which had a degree of interactivity in that I think it involved players, uh, viewers betting on the outcome of matches in particular games. I think that Mugen fighting game was one of them, but this is certainly the first time that anybody did anything quite like this in terms of the programmability, and certainly the uh, the attention it's got was far and above anything else that's been on Twitch. Um, and 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 something else that came out of it that, um, that was kind of unexpected, and this is something you tipped me off to early on, Anthony, was the kind of the the background and storytelling that came out of it, um, like direct from the chaos, all this player-created fiction and inside jokes in a game that you know it has its own established story already. The the I'm not familiar with with what it is, but I but I assume there's a narrative to Pokemon Red already, right?
1: Uh, yeah, you could say, say so. I mean, it's not like a, you know, very well fleshed out kind of story. It's not, you know, with some deep meaning to it, but there is something there to drive the, you know, the player forward,
0: you know? Right, right. But it's funny, it's funny to me how, um, all all these strange, uh, references, um, (laughs) started to come out of things like the, uh, there, there was a string of letters that, that kind of vaguely represented J the, the name Jay Leno, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that ended up. Be- one, I, what, am I right that one of the actual Pokemon ended up being referred to as Jay Leno? Jay- yeah, right.
2: there were there were a number of actually almost all of them had a nickname based on the you know the random string of characters <laughs> that. Uh, uh, their Venomoth moth had been named it was like aaa ttt vvv and they were calling it all-terrain venom and, <laughs> and then the uh one of their electrics types was aa-j and they were calling it battery because you know double is a is a yeah. battery size so there, there was a lot of that kind of
0: and, thing
2: where they would get relevant names and bird jesus was another one and uh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> all praise bird jesus bird jesus and,
0: yeah yep. and just so just so everyone understands these these random names occurred because i'm assuming at some point in the game when you get a new Pokemon there's a there's a there's a point where you have to give it a name right like- you don't
1: have to but you can nickname it essentially which is you know and not you know every not every Pokemon did get name you know get a nickname but so the random you
0: know, the random entries that were coming in through the chat room resulted in these random strings of letters being assigned to the names to these things.
1: It, it, yeah, exactly. You I I would think it would be quite impossible for you to actually give it a, a recognizable name. You know, something simple. It's always going to end up like you know Chris mentioned, like T T V V You know, something just ridiculous like that.
0: So. <laughs> And uh, it, I mean, it got, and it got even more ridiculous um, after we got into the whole anarchy versus uh, democracy. Now, this is where I get a bit lost. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but the um, the whole system of anarchy versus democracy was something that was wasn't in place originally, but the programmer put in place in order to get past some sort of a roadblock that occurred fairly easy early on, where. Yep. they weren't able to prog- progress. Chris, can you can you summarize really what was behind that, uh, it, it, that, why they implemented that system?
2: Yeah. Okay, so for the most part, the way the game worked was it would take every single command in the chat and put them into the game. So, you know, the commands were just, a, you would type out, in word form, what what control you want to press, up, down, left, right, A, B, start. Right. So what what was happening was basically combined with the delay and um, even in part, there were commands that were being sort of ignored by the game because if, you know, if somebody... Typed up and somebody typed right at the same time. If those went into the emulator, they might be interpreted just so that the right command would be ignored. It, it's it's you know it's kind of a, like how the game would interpret button presses. Right. But sometimes they would skip over commands. And what happened was that with the, that combined with the lag, they reached an area where um, you really needed. <laughs> an extremely specific path to get through it and it had to do with these there certain floor tiles that force you to continue moving in a direction until you reach another tile that'll stop you or you know an obstacle that will stop you and so um after they spent about 24 hours trying to get through that with no success on the anarchy mode which it, it wasn't named that up until that point but um after that the programmer introduced democracy which would then take every input over the span of about 20 to 30 seconds, and whichever one was the most commonly entered, it would use that as the next action. Right. So just take a series of commands and then say, which one got the most votes, do that one. And then 20 seconds later, repeat the same thing.
0: Right. So if I'm understanding correctly, the idea was is that everyone watching would realize that that they were stuck and would have to sort of agree on a course of action, switch to, and then democracy would kick in and Instead of just chaos, everyone everyone would kind of lean it in the direction that it had to to get out of whatever particular tight spot it was in.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. and I believe it was even it was modified even further Chris you might have to back me up on this if you know I know when it was originally implemented uh you you know you, there was these new commands essentially that you could type in which was either anarchy or democracy now in addition to you know your up down start all of that um and whichever one of those got the most vote would be the system that was in place so if anarchy was leading they just keep going you know with the commands that were entered but if democracy ended up if enough people put in democracy and then that became popular at the time then they'd switch to that system but i believe i believe towards the end of it uh actually at the beginning of every hour it just started on democracy and it would stay there until it was voted anarchy i believe that's what happened i'm that is
2: um that's the new system that they implemented for the new game i don't okay i i don't think that was implemented until they started the second round but uh, it, it is that way now. Yeah. Every hour they start off automatically in democracy mode, and it's actually they made it. He made it harder to reach democracy mode. It needed something like eighty percent of the votes to go oh, to wow. democracy, so that that would be you know like really a super last resort. Hmm. Actually, there was a there was something of a mutiny on the uh, on the Twitch when democracy mode first got implemented because the the users thought that that was sort of betraying the original purpose and the fun. <laughs> right. And there was um. A little, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later, but there was a little phenomenon with Start 9 because of the way it was programmed you could actually input a, a series of commands to be voted for. So if you wanted to move left twice, you could you could type in left two. And if enough people voted for left two, the character would move left twice instead of just once. Right. So to, to protest the new democracy mode, a lot of people would type into the chat start nine, which would open the start menu five times and close it four times. So it would just be flickering open and closed if enough people typed in start nine.
0: Yeah. And, the, and and then everything would grind to a halt, presumably. <laughs> right.
2: Yep. And that was the whole point: is people were trying to to bring it to a stop yeah. to protest that new system that they didn't like. Yeah.
0: And, and 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 heading on from that, this whole <laughs> this whole uh, duality <laughs> of anarchy versus democracy spawned its own like. Uh, mythos <laughs> in, right it, in, it added to
1: the the created war yeah. that the players had made yeah. and- in which
0: there was an avatar for anarchy and an avatar for democracy <laughs> which is just insane to me but and the, and the fact that it ha- seemed to happen organically uh in response to that is kind of funny um it, it's i guess it's it's pretty clear that um if nothing else, everyone had a pretty good sense of humor about this. I mean, it's not to say that no one was taking it seriously, but I don't think all this like insane sort of pseudo-religious mythos would prop up <laughs> uh, if everyone was uh, was being you know if if everyone didn't have a sense of fun about all this. I don't I don't think that would would have happened. It, I, I take it, guys. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of memes that go into this whole backstory about the prophecy being fulfilled and stuff like that I'm seeing a lot uh, of that
1: oh yeah. yeah I mean unless you unless you knew the story well a lot of it really probably wouldn't make sense to you but yeah uh, there was one other thing I wanted to um, throw in there too um, you know you said people had to have a good sense of humor about this and just you know have fun with it but uh, I remember I actually watched um, you know a lot of people might know boogie Two Nine Eight Eight on a uh, YouTube. And he had made a quick video about it. And he mentioned that he saw, I believe, in the subreddit for Twitch Plays Pokemon, you know, you know, these two guys were just kind of joking around and they were saying, you know, you know, praise Helix and Anarchy and so, you know, so forth. And somebody else said, you know, praise the Dome and, you know, democracy. And so, you know, one of these kids came back and said, you know, while you're not, you know, a part of the same, you know quote-unquote religion is me i you know i re- understand and respect your you know your decision <laughs> to follow that and uh you know the kid the other uh, kid responded you know saying the same thing and you you know it was just surprised uh boogie just saying you know he just found r- religious tolerance in a game where you know even in the real world it's such a you know, it's hard to even find that. And that was only one instance, you know, I'm sure there were many cases of people bashing each other over, you know, made up religions, but it it was interesting to see that, you know, that there was actually some, some deeper good that came out of this, you know?
0: Yeah. Two factions that, uh, (laughs) that found some common ground in this. I mean, I guess they wouldn't have beat the game if, if there hadn't been some degree of, uh, you know, cooperation on things. Well, um, This isn't the first time that there's been some degree of democracy or voting uh, in gaming, um, it's it's I, I can't think of any any time that it's been done to this extent. But uh, I mean, one that you mentioned to me, uh, Anthony, was um, the fate of the character Carmine in the Gears of War series. Um, players actually voted about what his fate would be, and I think the third Gears game, if that's right. Yeah. Um, but it was by, <laughs> by 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 purchasing Xbox avatar T-shirt choices. So <laughs> there was a commerce angle in there as well, which i I find kind of cynical, but then there's, then there's a lot more just, um, you know, benign things like, um, every year there's fan voting for the cover of the, uh, EA sports NHL <laughs> series cover. Um, and, and you know, there, there, there are games like Eve online where player actions and stuff on mass certainly affect the, uh, the direction of the series, but I really can't think of a game that has had this sort of, and, uh, and, uh, even though it is, uh, what is a 30-second delay, did you say, Chris? Roughly thirty second seconds from, yeah, from one, usually, yeah. I'll Even though there sure. is a bit of a lag time, and that's probably, uh, I mean, with current Twitch technology, I don't think that's, <clears throat> I don't think you're going to get much better than that at the moment. It's it's certainly the first time I can ever think of direct interaction like that, like live, basically, being a, a, a part of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, we've all, we've all gone into a multiplayer game and voted for like what the next map to play is or, and that sort of stuff. But this is, um, this is a different sort of animal. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, you keep hearing a lot of the, uh, the million monkeys typing joke (laughs) going around the, you know, if you get it, if you get a million monkeys all typing on a million typewriters, eventually you end up with a masterpiece. And I've heard that analogy used a few times, um, but do you do you buy that? Like, do you think this was just a case of you know random chance would eventually mean that the game would be won, or or, or was there more to it than that? What do you what do you think, Anthony? Was it is it only because they that they managed to uh, sort of tame the chaos in it and, and make adjustments to the uh, to the how the entries work that they were actually able to get a result out of this? Uh,
1: I mean, I think so. I mean, I do think that you know if eventually you know even if there was you know no new systems implemented or whatever that what you know like that analogy said eventually the game probably would have been won who knows if that could have taken millennia to do or (laughs) however long but yeah you know i I definitely think so um
0: what what about you chris do do you think that i mean you've you've already you're you're following the next iteration of this at the moment i take it the 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 second game the crystal or whatever it is
2: uh I mean I check in every couple of days or so just to see where it's at. I haven't really been following it too closely. Do you, do you
0: think that they're do do you, do you think that they're they're going to get better at sort of harnessing this or, or 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 do you reckon this is just an ongoing experiment that'll really go no that might go nowhere and and that there's really no end game to it?
2: Um I don't think there's any way to really improve at it. Just uh just too many random factors, but <clears throat> You know, in relation to what you just asked, Anthony, it's like uh, it's not it's not like a million monkeys. It's not they're not typing randomly. There is is some intelligent thought and and planning. It's really hard to get it to coordinate. But there there are people that are actually trying to play the game. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a little bit more directed. But I don't think you can really get you know, I don't think you can get better at that. I think you can just hope for, you know, a, a steady level of cooperation
1: and eventually you can, you can get to the end. Right. But at the same time, you know, as you said, there was some intelligent thought going into it, you know, to actually progress and, you know, accomplish that goal of, you know, beating the game, essentially. There was also uh, at least one group uh, that actually went in there with the intention of essentially of tr- trolling. Of
0: trolling, right? Yeah, Right,
1: right. And they did essentially succeed at one point. There was uh, what people refer to as Bloody Sunday, and I want to say I think like 14 <laughs> Pokemon were released, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, so even, you know, you, that's something else you kind of have to account for too, you know, that's, that's unexpected. And how, I mean, how do you really control that? You know, yeah. I mean, how do you.
0: Well, well, it's impossible to even play a, a round of, uh, of, you know, f- 16 to 20 odd players in a game like, you know, Call of Duty or. Or Team Fortress without there like, being a few dickheads in there <laughs> trying to screw things <laughs> up. I mean, so of course, when you scale it up to like 40, 50, 60, 70,000, that. There's there's chances of that, and, and you know, and given that it's something new, I think it. Um, I think anytime you see something new like this, that's kind of an unknown quantity. It attracts. Um, it attracts a particular type of troll, <laughs> you know, like that. Uh, this is a challenge, a way to break something or ruin something that you know I, I've never had an opportunity to before. Um, and again, uh, as, as you mentioned with Bloody Sunday, I, I find it funny that even the nefarious sort of stuff about this managed to find their way <laughs> into the lore In right. the background of it. Um, well, I, I guess uh, – well, w- one thing I wanted to ask before I, I, t- I talk about what this might mean for the future is just a general question, and, and, and Chris, you might have a particular insight into this. So I'll ask you first is um, – Why do you think gamers like watching other gamers play so much? Like it's gotten to the point now where that streaming feature is now like a—it's a feature of the PS4. Like the the next-gen consoles actually have streaming like as a built-in feature to it. Like, what is it? What? Why is it that? um, and, And I do it too. I don't know that I know the answer either. Why is it that gamers like watching other gamers play so much? Whether it's live or on YouTube, what what about it? What about it is it that uh, you think attracts people to that?
2: Oh, geez, there's a there's a lot of factors. I mean, when I you know when I was growing up, I used to watch my older brother play games, and I actually got more enjoyment a lot of times out of watching him play and, and mm. reading like reading the game guide to him and helping him and stuff than actually playing myself. So there might be that part of it, you know, where some people just get a kick out of watching. Um, and there is the ability to learn things about the game, you know, where it's something like League of Legends, there's a lot of reason to watch professional players stream because you can watch their mechanics and, you know, their gameplay and learn how to play better yourself. And, uh, you know, some people are just entertaining personalities, so it doesn't necessarily matter what they're playing. You just go there to watch them, and they yeah. put on a show for you and that kind oh. of thing. So, you know, it's, I think it's any combination of those things.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know, uh, I know I've, I've watched people and, I, and more recently, and, and uh, I think you're right. Personality does has, have something to do with it. If uh, I, I find if the person in question is, is interesting, I'm, I'm likely to even give a game that I wouldn't I- otherwise care about ago. Um it what, what do you reckon Anthony is there, so, is there something about it, it, it the spectating the spec part of it that's um, – I mean it's I <laughs> I can't think of, an, of another like I wouldn't I wouldn't watch two people play checkers or chess but <laughs> I'd, right. I'd I'd watch I'd watch a video game and even if it was a solo player and I don't really know why is is there any one thing you think that attracts people to it?
1: No, absolutely not. Like Chris said, I think there's there's you know a number of different factors as to why people may do it and i've been wondering that myself too uh I, I never used twitch before uh twitch plays pokemon and you know i just i didn't understand it at least for games that it's very narrative driven and if you haven't played it yourself you're almost kind of spoiling the experience for yourself but it's you know as far as why people do it uh you know again i think it's um kind of alluding to what chris said as far as you know kind of building up your own strategy maybe, you know, some people watch it as a, a walkthrough. Maybe they get, maybe they're getting stuck on a part, you know, and mm. they want to look up a YouTube video as a walkthrough. Um, yeah. I don't know, you did necessarily do a stream for that, or you'd watch a stream because you don't know what part they're at. Um, and then, you know, as you know, people might just get a kick out of it too. Uh, when I was playing some of the uh, Mass Effect games, I used to have a friend of mine that doesn't play games at all, and he'd come over and he'd love just sitting down and watching it. You know, yeah. again, that's more of a, a very... Narratively driven thing. I don't think you would sit there and watch a whole bunch of multiplayer sessions of Call of Duty or Halo or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah I think you're um, right. I think there's something to that. I think it's it's you're far more likely to end up watching people play narrative mm-hmm. games. I I don't. I mean, I uh, I don't I don't think you'd you'd get as much enjoyment out of like a Space Invaders type you know game where where nothing was going on beyond just you know shooting and and so on. So, but I I guess that's uh I guess that's just. Kind of a, a comment on where we're at with games these days. There's that many games that are interesting to watch. In, and uh, you know the the term cinematic gets thrown a lot, around a lot, and I I guess that's that's part of the reason um, why why some of them are just enjoyable to watch on their own. Um, I, there was a game you you mentioned specifically that you'd you'd had some fun. Um, was it Walking Dead that you that you would you, you had played and then and then enjoyed walk, watching other people play after the fact
1: uh you know i wanted to uh you know my sister doesn't really game that much but she uh you know she loves the show we always watch it every sunday together but um and i thought she'd really get a kick out of it you know Mm. (laughs) she kind of i told her you know it was a simple game as far as you don't there's no you know there's no real skill needed to play the game yeah so and she kind of took offense to that (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so i haven't done it you know i've tried to convince her to and i would sit there just to see you know the choices that she made but it, again it would only work for that kind of game i wouldn't i wouldn't personally find enjoyment out of watching you know people play call of duty for hours on end i just yeah. you know
0: yeah, it, it's. I suppose it's different in a case like League of Legends, as Chris said, isn't isn't narrative driven, but there's something to be learned there. You know, it, you, you can actually pick up things uh, watching games at a, games at a pretty high level. Um, well, I, I guess, uh, and and this is a question I'm seeing asked quite a bit: is is anything going to come from this? I mean, Anthony, I'll start with you. Do you see? Do you see this idea being expanded on or impacting online gaming in the future? I mean, emergent emergent storytelling certainly is something that continues to be uh, to be looked at a lot. Um, and, and you know, there's it's been said by some people that that's where where games excel. You know, is that you can't have emergent storytelling in a book or a play or a movie or whatever because you know, I think the closest that I've ever heard is that Defiance game. Um, I, I, I believe I, I remembered hearing things like, and that's a multi- massively multiplayer game, but I remember hearing it said that, you know, like the the TV series that was linked to it might be affected potentially by events that happen in the game itself. That's about as close as I've ever seen to it being mentioned before. But do you, do you see, do you see someone trying to, um, to, to, um, I don't know if cash in is the word, but implement these sorts of, uh, Things into into upcoming online games in future. Do, do you reckon that this will actually find its way in, in mechanics in, into game into actual games of the of the future?
1: Well, you know, it should be noted too that there was you know when the uh, original Twitch plays Pokemon for the Pokemon Red version was going on. There, you know, people started you know doing the same thing with other games. Hmm. Um, I think there's even one for one of the original Zelda games that people are doing. Yeah, but. Um, I, you know, I think it only works with those kind of games because they're so simplistic, I guess, in their mechanics. I guess. Yeah. You know, because you know, no, I don't. I don't think there will ever be like a Twitch Plays uh, Grand Theft Auto Five or something to that effect. It, that just would never work. I would. I feel like. I, but uh, you know, it's, it is worth uh, mentioning too that there is something similar that was already in the works. I think I can't. I should have looked up some of these games, but I know. Uh, there are some games that are being developed with the intention of letting uh, people that are watching streams influence what happens in the game Hmm. as far as if they, you know, if they want to put throw more enemies at the player, or you know maybe give them more healing items and that sort of thing, but as far as to the extent of kind of what Twitch Plays Pokemon has done and kind of expanding on that, I I don't really see how. You know I was I've always been wondering is you know is it even possible to develop a brand new game with that that mentality in mind that the you know thousands of players are going to be controlling you know thousands of players are essentially holding one controller hmm. and driving you know a single character through some you know a game. I don't I don't know how you could program that or you know develop a game like that. So, I don't know. It's I'm I'm interested to see if, you know, and I would like to see something hopefully come from it, but I I don't really expect it to go much further, I guess.
0: It seems to me it's more likely that certain elements or portions of it might be implemented rather than it as presented. Um even if it's just the concept of voting or or controlling uh have, it, have the audience having a a, a type of control. Um, yeah, but I, I tend to agree with you that like the as-is presentation, I, I think it, it I, I don't I don't see that being completely implemented into like re- retail games. What about you, Chris? Do you, is there any sort of features of it that you think might find their way into indie games or even you know AAA titles uh, a- aspects of it that might um, end up being um, you know an emergent type of uh, of gameplay going forward?
2: Yeah, I mean. If you look at a game like Eve Online, that you know the the groundwork for that sort of thing exists already. That's that's more just strictly emergent gameplay. Yeah. Um. You know where it, it really depends on what the players themselves do, and that kind of it creates the game world. But in this case, you've got you know the actual story is the emergent part. The gameplay is yeah is that is that's you know I'll I'll say democratically driven, but you know collaborative whatever you whatever, want to call it yeah. collaborative right collaborative yeah. driven actual gameplay, and I'm hoping somebody could pick up on the concept of a, you know, an emergent story Mm -hmm. where, you know, lots of big open world RPGs have established lore and things like that, and like a codex, like Dragon Age and Mass Effect and Skyrim and all these games, they have tons of reading material, but it would be really cool to see a game where instead of having that material in in the world, you know, that was something that people created, and the lore built itself as the game was played Mm -hmm. and there you know I mean there's plenty of potential ways you could you could see that happen and MMOs are probably the best uh potential for realizing that concept yeah I'd like to see a game that really focuses on being on on emergence on true emergence not you know too many MMOs I think today are that that kind of theme park thing where it's uh you just you, you play around in the in the sandbox so, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see something come from this, something. With yeah, that, with that storytelling, with that communal, you know, taking the drawing the creativity from the players. That I, fascinates me.
0: I, I look at a game like The Division and the scale of that game, and and wonder, you know, and that, and again, as you said, that's a massively multiplayer online game, and that's where it seems like it's the most likely they might. Im- Put in some of those elements, and, and I wonder what you know if if everyone's in control of their own character and can choose where they go. You know, you could really you could really do things in terms of 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 a story, or um, it, it it would almost have to be a case of the, uh, the 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 makers of the game responding to the to the players' um, choices on mass. But it'd be more over time rather than this sort of you know as it happens twitch type reaction. Um, an inter, a kind of an interactive experience where the the players are, <laughs> are, are are playing and the and the developers are throwing more challenges at them, um, which I, I suppose in a sense is kind of what happens with Warcraft, but it's more a case of you know they 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 play this particular new add on to death and then they need a new add on to come out, um, but yeah, it, w- where it's an ongoing sort of. World, world that's being built up over time I, in, in an MMO. I, I guess there's opportunities for that sort of stuff there. But, yeah, you're right. I think I think the story is where it's m- most likely to be. Uh, um, you, you're you're going to get that true emergent-type story, um, particularly when it's a large number of, of people. Um, I mean, uh, at, at its, with at its peak, you know, h- hundreds of thousands of people being involved in the Twitch place Pokemon, it's... Um, I, I guess it's impossible to uh, to tame it exactly, and it's just going to take on a life of its own. Um, do you um, do either of you see this uh, this being noticed by like the, uh, the 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 bigger developers? Do you think they're I, I, certainly the gaming sites are watching this? But do you reckon uh, the big developers are kind of paying attention to this, uh, Anthony? Do you, do you think do you think that this is uh, do you think there's gonna be people in boardrooms and, and uh and head offices looking at this and thinking, is there some way that we can uh, that, that we can grab on this and, and make use of it in some way?
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, maybe when you t- say corporate boardrooms, you know, maybe it's it's done in a more uh you know, evil sense, I guess, uh, to say, you know, that they're forcing developers to maybe for you know, throw this kind of mechanic in there. But I would I would think that there are development teams and studios that are looking into it maybe to see but even going back to what you were saying earlier as far as maybe implementing uh this in the future i mean i I think it's something that kind of has been on the the back of people's minds you know another game that's you know coming out that may have that potential is uh destiny and i want to say that there was some talk about whatever happens you know in the game could you know could affect how it, you know, the story going forward, essentially. I mean, you have your established war factions and all that, but how it progresses, I guess, um, could be affected in a game like that. And even, um, maybe this wouldn't work out so well, but in the the game, the Telltale version of The Walking Dead, you know, when you complete a an episode you always get the stats at the very end
0: yeah saying of, how many of, of how everyone who played it around the world did, did you know where you whether whether you were in the majority or the minority of that decision that sort of thing
1: right and maybe go from there i could see that also you know pissing a lot of people off because maybe they go with something that wasn't in line with their choice so hmm. but yeah i think you know you can definitely going forward there's there's people there's you know i think it's already been on the minds of some people and this, you know, the Twitch Plays Pokemon phenomenon may have given them more, you know, insight into maybe how to do it, or just maybe just more of a confidence that maybe to try a new system that might do something similar. Yeah.
0: Just seems it just seems likely to me that somebody's looking at this and thinking, how can we harness this? There's all this creative energy out there, <laughs> you know, uh, how how can we how can we make use of this for 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 good or bad? Um, how about how about you, Chris? Are you uh, do, do you reckon we're going to start to see this uh, appear? in uh, in more mainstream uh, gaming experiences in the near future? Uh,
2: if those boardrooms are smart, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I guess they so. could stand I so. to... I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of gamers are pretty creative and imaginative and stuff and looking for more than just... Uh, you know They're looking for some kind of intellectual um, stimulation or, or investment in games. There's a lot of people who play just for the story, so I think they could make a ton of money off of putting this concept to use yeah yeah it
0: just seems um... it, ju- it just it just seems unlikely to me that uh... that th- this much interest and and this much um, you know enthusiasm about something uh, that something isn't gonna come out of it that it's just going to go nowhere well um... guys unless you had anything else you wanted to comment comment on specifically i think i think we've covered that nicely thank you both I. uh... I, th- I, th- I think um I, I don't think the story is totally written on this uh, so <laughs> to, to, to to be uh, to to be blunt the um, I think there's more to be said about this whole twitch place phenomenon we we might have to revisit it in the future but um yeah we'll we'll see if it does end up having some sort of impact on on uh, on gaming uh, in in the future um, I'll make a uh, old school recommendation of the week. Um, this is a PC title, uh, which I don't think I've done before from the late '90s, uh, 1998, in fact, which was a, a big year for FPSs because that was the same year Half Life came Half Life came out, um, and it's a game not a lot of people know from uh, Monolith, which is a is a company that some a lot of people recognize, uh, and they were involved in. Um, they were involved in fear. Is that right, uh, Anthony? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, Yeah. I, I think they, uh, I think they handed that off to Warner or something. Um, but yeah, they, they, I know they certainly had involvement in the first, if not the second, I've always liked monolith. And the game in question is called Shogo mobile armor division, um, which was one of their early games. Um, it's an anime inspired first person shooter that has some mech piloting sections in it as well. Um, It's story-driven, and it's got a genuine Japanese language uh, anime intro music as well, which was quite humorous the first time uh, that played when I booted up that game years ago. Um, It's actually got a branching storyline, multiple endings. it's, it's a really unique game. I'm not going to say it's the best FPS I've ever played, and the mechanics are certainly very dated. You will you will definitely see that you are playing a game from 1998 when you play this game graphically and control-wise. Um, the mech sections aren't implemented terribly well. Um, it's funny, we were just talking about mech sections in games yesterday, Chris. Uh, it's, it's really tough for them not to feel like just they're a scaled-up version of of the regular FPS experience isn't it <laughs> like just little guy with a gun gets blown up to giant robot with a gun and it and sometimes they feel very much the same and that was kind of a, an issue with Shogo as well but uh, yeah I mean look if nothing else you'll never play another game like it uh, is there another anime inspired FPS game out there with mech elements I don't know that there is <laughs> um, anyway I it's, it's worth checking out you can actually find it on good old games for a reasonable price um, unfortunately it's not on Steam don't know why probably could be if they if they wanted to but yeah check it out it's uh, you, you'll uh, if nothing else you'll, you'll never play another game quite like it oh I'd like to thank our guests uh, Anthony and Chris um, was a, a strange topic and and one that uh, I, I don't even think we really know yet the significance of it and whether there will be any but i I've, I felt um, you were right in saying that it's it's worth talking about a, a, a current issue in, in gaming that's a bit off the wall <laughs> and no one quite knows what to make of it just yet but um yeah worth uh worth talking about and um, yeah if I, I think possibly worth coming back to as well if, if you guys would be um Willing in future if, if there's more to say on this subject. Well, thank, thank you both. Thank you to uh, Anthony and thank you to Chris. And um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time on Point Strength. Thanks very much.